Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast. I am the American Nomad, Rav Holly. It is November 30th, 2020. Hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. Great Thanksgiving. We're over here on B camera, getting ready to do A camera. I uh, wonder if anybody saw the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Uh, exhibition fight over the weekend. I actually got to catch it. I didn't pay for it. Uh, but somebody sent me a link to it, so that's a little uh, that's a little scandalous. But uh, I wasn't going to pay for it uh, just because it wasn't like a real, it was just an exhibition. It wasn't a real fight. Uh, but I did check it out, and uh, I will say it was uh, it was very it was very good to see Mike Tyson back in the ring. Uh, anybody that was a Mike Tyson fan, it was just uh, very nostalgic, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, Mike has grown so much as a person over the years; it's kind of crazy, the difference between the Mike Tyson of today and the Mike Tyson of yesterday. So, I thought we'd uh, touch touch base on that and talk a little bit about it today. Anyway, without further ado, let's see if we can get a camera focused and get this show started. What do you say? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Be sure to hit the like. Give us a thumbs up if you're enjoying the show. Help us in the YouTube algorithm. Uh, Random Nomad says, I didn't know there was a fight. Yeah, I guess a lot of people didn't. I guess you kind of had to be like... Uh, Kind of had to be in the know, I guess, in the fight world. It was just an exhibition. It was actually here in L.A. at the at the uh, at Staples Center here in L.A. Uh, and it was an exhibition fight between Mike Tyson, two legends, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., who both of them in their prime were uh, pristine boxers. And uh, if you're a fan of boxing like I am, it was a treat to see those two guys in the ring. I wish we'd have got to see them in the ring when they were both in their prime. Uh, but, but, the, but by the time that Roy Jones Jr. was kind of coming of his own, uh, Mike Tyson was, his career was pretty much on the, was on the, he was on the way out of boxing uh, when Roy, when Roy Jones Jr. really came on, on to, uh, into his, his prime. But it was a, uh, it was a real treat just to see Mike back in there. I mean, he is uh, 54 years old now. I believe Roy Jones Jr. was 50, is his 51, possibly, do believe. So two older guys, you know. But it was really sweet to see Mike back in there. I mean, he's still got that same head movement, and uh, it was just a nostalgic. It was a beautiful thing. And then uh, the best part of the entire fight for between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. for me was the, uh, the pre-fight press conference with Mike Tyson. I mean, uh, I enjoyed listening to him talk about the fight just as much as I did watching the fight. Uh, he's grown so much as a human being. I mean, if uh, you're, you know, if you're old enough to remember Mike Tyson in his prime, uh, you know, he was a, a very, very young man. He was the youngest heavyweight champion of all time. 
when he came onto the spot. Oh, it looks like we're buffering. Okay, there we go. Uh, when he came onto, uh, you know, when he came onto the boxing. Oh man, here we go. We're doing it again. When uh, he came into the boxing uh, stratosphere, he was, uh, you know, he was just a just a wee lad himself. Uh, 19 or 20 years old. I think he was 19 when he won the heavyweight championship. So he's just a baby. And now he's a 54 year old man and he's been humbled over, you know, father time has humbled him. And it's just, uh, it was a real treat to hear what he had to say about, you know, the, the entire, the entire thing. Um, yeah, I just did. It froze up for a second. Random nomad. Yeah, I don't know what's going on lately. I mean, it's a, it's a struggle just to get this podcast, this vodcast uh, to work. I mean, it's to the point where I've almost given up on it. I thought I'd try it again today, see what was going on. I'm getting a message saying YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain a smooth streaming for some reason. I have no idea why. I mean, I can play Call of Duty. I can play Apex Legends. I mean, streaming, it shouldn't be that difficult. I mean, you can stream on your phone. So I don't understand what the problem is. I've got really fast internet here, so it doesn't make any sense to me. But it's one of those technical difficulties. For me, it's always something. It's so funny, you know. I mean, uh, I get so frustrated with this thing, uh, not to be ragging on it or bitching about it, but like some some goofy girl that doesn't know anything about streaming can go down and just buy all the streaming stuff she needs, not even know how to put it together, get it all put together and get her stream up and running. And she's just running it. And here I am years and years of video. I've worked on multiple million dollar, multi-million dollar projects. I know the ins and outs of everything. And I can't, I literally barely can get my YouTube stream to stream. Uh, random nomad says, glad you're trying today. Enjoy the stream. Seems to be working fine on my end. Okay. Thanks. Thanks random nomad. I appreciate it. It's telling me, it says the stream's current bit rate is higher than recommended. So maybe I'll lower the bit rate next time. Uh, that'll cause the picture to be not quite as good as quality, but Hey, if that'll keep the stream, uh, smooth, then I will try that, uh, next time. Cause I just got a message, uh, from YouTube saying that, uh, this stream's current bit rate bit rate is it, it's I get it set at 6,000 kilobytes per second so maybe I'll lower it down to like 3,500 that may be what the problem is uh, when I'm gaming when I was gaming I would set it up high uh, to 6,000 uh, when you're gaming you want it to be really good quality so maybe that's the problem hey driving home Lamont good to see you brother how are you doing Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving hopefully hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving everybody get a turkey dinner I ended up pretty much just playing Call of Duty all day. And really enjoyed it. And if you noticed, uh, the sponsor, the Rays, I'm still drinking Monsters. I've been real lethargic like the last few days. I don't know what's going on with me. This real, uh, I thought yesterday, um, I thought yesterday, oh, you had ham random nomad. Yeah. Ham's good. I actually like ham because ham is, it doesn't have that enzyme in it that a turkey does. It makes you sleepy, but I've been, maybe it's because, uh, I've had so many turkey dinners over the years. I feel like I had turkey, even though I didn't have turkey, you know how you feel kind of tired the next day because of the, that, uh, enzyme that's in the turkey that makes you sleepy. 
I feel like that anyway. So I knew I was going to try to do the podcast today, the vodcast. Um, and I ended up going to bed like I, I got out of the office last night early, early, early for me. And I got to bed early. I was in bed by 10 o'clock. And then I uh, woke up early this morning and, you know, just thought I would uh, have a really productive day. How, how was your Thanksgiving, Lamont? Did you drive? Are you driving or did you take the time off or were you on the road? And Random Nomad, how was your Thanksgiving up north? You guys have a white, a white Thanksgiving yet or is it still pretty warm up there, up in the great white north? And it's funny, uh, Random Nomad, you probably heard the uh, the intro twice. If you hear the intro twice, if you're here at the beginning of the podcast and you hear the intro twice, it's because I forgot to start the audio recording. Because now I do an auto recording to upload to uh, Podbean, so you can just hear the audio. So for those of you that are just hearing the audio, uh, I appreciate you listening to the audio version uh, of the vodcast. Okay, I'm back. That was odd. Oh, what happened? Did you get knocked off, uh, Random Nomad? But anyway, yeah, we had uh, Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. It was an exhibition fight here in L.A. It was good. I was off Wednesday to Sunday. Oh, you had a little little time off. Did you work? I bet you worked on the truck a little bit, too, then, didn't you? But it was it was such a treat. Uh, Random Nomad Snow it. Random, random, it's a no, it's all right. Weather's still warm here, like upper 40s, lower 50s. Oh, it's still nice and warm up there. Uh, I bet that'll be changing pretty soon because we're heading into December tomorrow. See how something odd happened, huh? But anyway, uh, I don't know. Probably nobody caught the uh, uh, working on the step van and hung a door at my sister's house. Nice. You know, it's funny. Uh, I go on these spurts of what I watch on YouTube. And it's, you know, I got into watching the tiny home stuff like probably six years, seven years ago before I was watching the van life stuff. I was watching the tiny home stuff. And I've went back to watching the tiny home stuff. There's all of these cool little tiny homes people are building that's so amazing. Random Nomad says, I was off myself Wednesday till Sunday, sending myself. Nice. Everybody took off. Uh, I missed the the stream Friday. I just decided to take it off as well because I was pretty spent from Thanksgiving Thursday. I had like a 20-hour Call of Duty freaking um, marathon. So I was pretty spent Thursday. Uh, Random Nomad says, no, not yet. Still looking at the upper 30s, lower 40s. That's pretty warm for up there in your neighborhood, though. Random Nomad. Anyway, if you're just listening to the audio version of the podcast, I appreciate you listening to it. Uh, If you're just listening to the audio version, no, you can catch the live stream, the live VOD, uh, vodcast on YouTube. I stream here on YouTube Monday, Tuesdays, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you're watching the vod the vodcast here and you can't catch the vodcast, know that you can always just catch the uh, the audio version on Podbean or iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast channels. Driving home, who won the fight? It was a draw. Uh, it was a draw, uh, Lamont. 
But in reality, Mike Tyson won. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. didn't do a whole lot. He really didn't look like uh, he came in in great shape to me. Basically, all he did was uh, he moved around a lot, tried to stay out of Mike's range, and then he would just grab a hold of Mike and basically lay on him. So it got pretty frustrating for Mike because Mike wanted to, you could tell that Mike, old Mike was there. He wanted to like, he wanted to throw down. And Roy Jones Jr. felt a little, you know, Mike hit Roy Jones Jr. a couple of times with a few good shots, especially some good right hand body shots, uh, right hands to the body. And Roy Jones Jr., you could tell he really felt it in his ribs. So when he felt Mike's power, Mike still has the power, and Roy Jones Jr., you could sit in his face. So he just literally started grabbing hold of Mike uh, Tyson and holding on for dear life and wrapping him up and trying to stay inside his reign. So Mike never could, like, really step back and, like, start really getting off some shots. So Roy Jones Jr. fought. He fought a very smart fight, but it was a it made it very boring because Mike, you could see Mike Tyson wanted to he wanted to like he wanted to box and Roy Jones Jr. didn't come to box. He came to just grab hold on and survive. Uh, Random Nomad says, is the audio going up on YouTube? Because I did see one go on your page. Yeah. So uh, Podbean has an auto thing, Random Nomad, to where when I upload it to Podbean, it can auto upload it to YouTube. So I decided to try that out. So uh, I put it on my, so when I uploaded my last episode, it automatically loaded it to YouTube. And I wanted to see if that helped it, uh, you know, if you know if more people listen to it if it helped the uh, and it, it basically cut it in half it didn't help it at all uh you know i was getting 50 to 60 downloads 70 downloads and it went to 20 27 downloads there was 23 listens on youtube but it killed it uh, on uh, so i just erased it off of the i erased it off the youtube channel and i'm gonna i have to go back in and figure out how to turn that back off so it doesn't automatically lo- upload the audio to youtube I thought I would leave it and, you know, because some people don't know where to go to, you know, they're, they don't know to go to iTunes or Spotify or whatever to get the audio. So I thought the audio would add, you know, whatever people listen to it on YouTube, it would add to the overall plays on, on Podbean, but it didn't, it doesn't do that. So it just basically killed the, it killed the listens or the downloads for that, that last podcast. Or that, or maybe people just aren't interested in Tom Green doing van life. Maybe I was the only one interested in that. Because that last uh, vodcast didn't do very well either. And I don't think, uh, I don't think YouTube is notifying people anymore when uh, I'm... When I'm getting ready, you know, used to, it used to notify everybody. Everybody would get a notification and a bunch of people would show up. I don't think it's notifying anybody anymore that I'm going live. And the last few times I've tried to schedule a stream. So it would give people, uh, it would give people the heads up. So I did that today. I scheduled the stream like probably 45 minutes before it started so everybody would get a notification and everything and I don't think it notified anybody I know random nomad you said you didn't get notified right 
So I don't think it notified anybody. And I I even posted it. I even posted a link on my YouTube. I'm on my Facebook. Uh, yeah, I found it out before I got notified. But it, you did get a, notifi a notification, Random Nomad? Anyway, so this uh, Mike Tyson in his uh, in the post-fight press conference, he talked about he's working on starting this Legends League. Uh, you know, like you might have two old legends of tennis or, you know, two old legends of basketball playing one-on-one. -on -one. And when he, he mentioned this when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast back, months ago. And, uh, I didn't think it was such a brilliant idea. Uh, I mean, nobody, I didn't know, you know, who'd want to watch two old guys, uh, two old guys going at it. But after watching the exhibition fight between Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., I really want to see Tyson boxing again, just cause it, that, that nostalgia, you know, if you watched, if you were a fan of old Mike Tyson back in his heyday, it was just so nostalgic and just so good Excuse me. It was just so good to see him back in there. I mean, he's still got that same head movement. He's still got, you know, he, you know, he always puts his hands, you know, and he, he's got his head movement going and, and he had that same, you know, he's not for, you know, let's not kid ourselves. He's not the Mike Tyson that he was, you know, in the eighties and nineties, but, uh, he still got that same body movement. So it was, it was really, uh, nostalgic to see him in there. After I already entered the stream, it sent me a notification. Well, at least it's sending out the notifications. That's good to know on my end. I'm getting another error message saying that YouTube's not receiving enough data to maintain a smooth stream. So I don't know what's going on with that. Is everybody, I guess everybody's ready for Christmas. So if you... Uh, if you didn't know, my buddy JT, John Travolta, uh, go to his Instagram, uh, John Travolta on Instagram, and he did a new commercial, a new Santa Claus commercial, and it's a great commercial. Uh, just go check it out if you get a chance to go check it out. It's really a, really a cute commercial. Old throwback to uh, him and Samuel L. Jackson, actually, an old throwback to Pulp Fiction. Uh, Random Nomad says, didn't he get back into fighting shape somewhat for the fight? He looked great, Random Nomad. Yeah, he's very much, uh, he looked great. Uh, Mike Tyson did. He really is. He came, now Roy Jones Jr. on the other hand, did he didn't come back. He didn't look to me like, I heard some of the boxing analysts saying that Roy Jones Jr. looked like he was in good shape too. Roy Jones Jr. didn't look like he was in fight shape to me. Now Mike Tyson looked like he was in fight shape. Uh, but I don't think Roy Jones Jr. I don't think he was in the type of shape. Uh, I just don't think he didn't look like he was in fight fight shape to me. Mike Tyson, though, he's he's in shape for a 54 year old body. He's in great shape. He definitely took it seriously. Uh, Random Nomad says, I've seen that one for like Capital One. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay, Random Nomad, you've seen it. It's a pretty cute commercial. Uh, my buddy JT, he texted me and, you know, told me to check it out. What did I think of it? And I was like, that's freaking, that's actually really cool. Really cute. 
Anyway, we got three people in the room. We're killing it on the stream tonight. So we got Random Nomad, uh, Driving Home Lamont, and some some random somebody. Anyway, be sure to hit that like button if you get a chance. It helps us in the YouTube algorithm. What's everybody's plans for Christmas? Let me ask you this. So who would you... Like, I, I've been racking my brain trying to figure out who I would like to see. Maybe Evander Holyfield. And they asked uh, Mike Tyson about that in the post-fight press conference. I don't know what other legend other than Holyfield I'd really love to see Tyson fight again. Thought I got that Pulp Fiction reference. Yep. I'd like to see Tyson... Uh, against Holyfield, maybe even George Foreman, but I think George Foreman's a little too old these days. I think Foreman's pushing 65, so I don't know how old Foreman is. I think he's too I think he's too old. He may be 70 these days. But I'd like to see Tyson in there. I'd even like to see Tyson maybe compete against maybe a younger boxer or, you know, somebody in their 40s, maybe 30s or 40s. Somebody some boxer that's retired from boxing but, you know, is still, you know, uh, a younger boxer, not a boxer, you know, that's a, that's a current professional that's in their prime, but you know, some boxer that's aged out that was, you know, a heavyweight, maybe Klitschko. I wouldn't mind seeing Tyson against Klitschko. I just think, uh, I think Klitschko might be a little too, too young. Lennox Lewis, that'd be a good one. Random Nomad, that'd be a really good one. Yeah, uh, Lennox Lewis was a heavyweight. He fought Tyson. He beat Tyson in, you know, back in the day when Tyson really wasn't in his prime anymore. They actually fought before. And I've heard uh, Lennox Lewis doing commentary on Tyson's. Uh, but it was uh, the the real, if you didn't see this, the real, um, the real talk of the entire card was not actually Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. The real talk of the card, which I almost uh, labeled this instead of Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., I almost named this video podcast, I almost named it Jake Paul, the problem child. Because the real talk of the, the, the real talk of the entire event was YouTuber that's turned YouTube boxer Jake Paul. Uh, he ended up going against a uh, former NBA player, Nate Robinson. And I actually know a guy that used to do all of Nate Robinson's YouTube vlogs. Uh, and he used to, you know, he, he, uh, he still follows me on Instagram. We're still uh, one of his best friends is one of my best friends, Corey Molina. And I met him through Corey, but he used to do, because him and Corey went to video school, went to LA film school here together. So I met him through Corey, but he used to do all of Nate Robinson's video, uh, YouTube video vlogs. Uh, he was his editor, his cameraman and everything. And he's really good friends with Nate Robinson. Uh, so it was weird to see Nate Robinson finding Jake Paul and Jake Paul in the second round, Jake Paul has been boxing now for probably a year, year and a half, two years. And Jake Paul knocked him down, knocked Nate Robinson down with a right hand, hit him right behind the ear. Nate Robinson ended up getting up. He knocked him down three times. He knocked him down once in the first round and Nate got up. Then he knocked him down again. And then in the second round, and then the third time was a charm. Uh, Nate 
just came charging in with his chin up trying to throw a left of his own. And Jake caught him with a right hand and knocked him dead. His face was the first thing that hit the canvas. He bounced his face off the canvas. He was he was out cold. Uh, and it was an absolutely is I don't if you don't know who Jake Paul is, he's one of those YouTubers that everybody loves to hate. Him and his brother Logan Paul, the Paul brothers, uh, they were big Vine stars, and then they switched over to YouTube, and then they pretty much started dominating YouTube. I think Jake's got like 24 million, 25 million uh, subscribers on YouTube. Uh, he's a cocky little shit, uh, and his nickname is the Problem Child. People hate him, uh, but he, that kid can box. Uh, he's been boxing for, you know, and I listened to Jake's, uh, I listened to his his post-fight interview as well. And Jake's one of those kids that I basically despised for a while. Uh, you know, he's kind of like Bieber, Justin Bieber, when Justin Bieber was going through all of his, you know, all of his paparazzi stuff when he was, you know, running around his neighborhood in his fast cars and pissing off his neighbors and being disrespectful for to his neighbors and, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, Jake Paul's, you know, he's he's doing that same thing. Jake Paul's 23 years old. He's a multi-multi-millionaire. He owns an $8 million house in Calabasas. So, uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Logan Paul, not like by a few. Yeah, so uh, if you know who Logan Paul is, Random Nomad, Jake Paul is Logan's younger brother. They're the Paul brothers. And uh, Jake is just pretty much just as popular as his brother. But, uh, I mean, he's one of those kids that everybody hates him. Except, you know, the people that that know him personally. Everybody hates him. Uh, But I got to give the kid credit. I mean, I I put a post out there on my Twitter... Uh, I can't remember exactly what I said. Something to the effect of uh, you got to give credit where credit is due, no matter if you love him or hate him. Uh, He damn near killed Nick Robinson with that right hand. So Jake Paul is the real deal. Uh, Logan Paul filmed The Suicide Force. Yes, Logan Paul, his older brother, Jake's older brother, was the one that got himself in trouble in Japan because he filmed a dead body um, in The Suicide Forest in Japan. The far right don't like him. Yeah, a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people even on the left don't like him. Or like either one of them, the Paul brothers. And I, I look at it like this. They're young guys. You know, uh, Jake Paul is 23. I think Logan's probably 25, you know, 26 now. So, you know, they're, you know, they're young guys. They're going to do stupid stuff. I mean, you know... Jake Paul's 23 years old and he bought an $8 million house in Calabasas. I mean, any you give any 23-year-old multi, multi, multi millions and they're going to lose their mind. But what I respect about Jake Paul is the simple fact that this kid knows he's hated. He says it in his, his post-fight uh, his post-fight press conference, he says this. He goes, you know, he goes, people hate me and, you know, whatever. He goes, people hate me. He goes, but look, he goes, I, I've been taking this serious. He goes, I've been living for the last year in this little house in Vegas when I have an $8 million a mansion in Calabasas, California that uh, I haven't been to in, in six months. He goes, I haven't been inside it in six months. So the kid has all of this money. Jake Paul has all of this money. 
but he's fallen so in love with boxing that he's dedicating his life to boxing. So you can't, you got to give the kid respect for that. I mean, I, I respect the kid. You know what I mean? If you look at, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Ruiz, Anthony Ruiz, the kid that knocked out, uh, no, that knocked out Anthony Joshua, uh, for the heavyweight uh, championship. Wasn't it Anthony Ruiz, the Hispanic kid? Uh, I can't think of his name. Ruiz is his last name. Uh, but he knocked out uh, Anthony Joshua in, for the heavyweight title. And then he ended up getting all of this money and didn't even take the re, the rematch seriously. He basically just went on a party binge and buying a bunch of Bentleys and Rolls Royces. Uh, it looks like we're buffering again. We're 30 minutes in. I don't know if we're going to make it to an hour. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ruiz, you know, he didn't even, he's, he's a professional boxer. He, he puts on a, an amazing performance, knocks out Anthony Joshua, takes the heavyweight championship belt, but there's a clause in there that, they, that Anthony Joshua gets an immediate rematch. And then Ruiz goes on a just a party spree doing blow and, you know, drinking Coronas and doesn't even really train, fires his manager or his trainer because his trainer wanted him to train. And then he comes in, you know, he's been eating tacos for six months uh, when he should be training. He comes back in like 50 pounds heavier uh, and just basically blows the fight because he was too heavy and he didn't train for the fight. And he's a professional fighter. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's why I respect, uh, you know, that's why I have to, my hat's off to, uh, you know, to uh, Jake Paul. Because Jake Paul has got plenty of money. He says that in the post-fight the post fight interview. You know, he goes, I have money. Because the guy, one of the guys asked him, he goes, what do you think about, uh, what, what's your take on the difference between your YouTube, Google AdSense money and boxing money? And Jake Paul's got like on two $30,000 diamond watches and probably $30,000 worth of uh, bracelets on the other hand. And he holds his hands up and he goes, he goes, I've got money. He goes, I've, he goes, I've made a lot of money. He goes, this isn't about money for me. I, he goes, I do it because I love it. So you got to respect that. I mean, I do respect that even though the kids, excuse me, he can be kind of a douchebag sometimes. I, I definitely respect that. Uh, anybody that's got that mindset and that will dedicate themselves and, you know, he doesn't need to do it. That's the thing about Jake Paul. He does not need to do this. The kid's got more money than he knows what to do with just from his YouTube channel. He doesn't need to be a professional boxer. But the simple fact that he will jump in there and he's, you know, he's calling out Conor McGregor now. That's a fight I would actually love to see. I think that would actually be a good matchup. And everybody is, you know, writing Jake Paul off that Jake Paul doesn't have a chance. I'd like to see that. Uh, I think Jake Paul has way more of a chance than uh, than people think. Uh, keep shutting off on me and kicking me out. Huh. It may be because uh, we're just not getting enough. Uh, we may be losing stream here, Random Nomad. It may be on my end. <clears throat> But I would definitely like to see Jake Paul. Uh, I'd love to see Jake Paul and uh, Conor McGregor and just a boxing match. Uh, 
it wouldn't be an MMA match. It'd be a boxing match. But Connor, as you know, as a lot of people know, he fought, you know, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. So he's doing, you know, Connor's trained for doing boxing. So watching Connor McGregor and uh, Jake Paul, I think that's a great matchup. And I know everybody's writing Jake Paul off, but I think Jake Paul would actually give Conor McGregor more of a uh, more of a fight than people think he would. Driving home, Lamont says, I'll give Jake Paul credit for knowing what he wants at his age, although this is the first time I've ever heard of him. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't know who he is, Lamont. He's one of the bigger YouTubers on YouTube. I'm sure you've heard of PewDiePie. Well, Jake Paul is probably, uh, you know, I don't know. He's probably he's probably in the top 10 YouTubers. You know, if you had to pick a... Uh, if you had to put a list of top the top 10 YouTubers together, he's probably in the top 10, top 15 YouTubers on YouTube. I think he's got 25 million subscribers or something like that. And his brother is too. Uh, it's always a debate on who's more popular, Jake Paul or Logan Paul. I think a lot of people have heard of Logan Paul because Logan got himself in trouble with that suicide forest thing. But his brother's just as popular as Logan is. Them two are always competing to see who's got the most uh, subscribers or most followers. So, uh, yeah, it's the Paul brothers. I mean, they're two of the top, two of the probably top 10. I know top 20, but I'd say probably top 10 YouTubers. Especially when it comes to earning and subscribers. But I just think it, uh, I think at his age of 23, I mean, because I mean, the, what I'm what I'm getting at with Jake Paul is most people, uh, you know, most kids that age that get into boxing, they're getting into boxing because they're trying to escape poverty. You know, they want to fight or they want to make some money uh, and get out of being broke, get out of being poor like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is a perfect example of that. What I'm talking about. Uh, a lot of the kids that are that are professional boxers and that really, you know, go full steam into becoming a professional boxer, they're doing it because they don't have any other avenues. You know what I mean? They don't have a college education. You know, they're poor. They come from a poor background. Uh, and they come from, you know, the inner city, the poor inner city, and they have very little... Uh, you know, they have very little opportunity to make anything in themselves and they jump into boxing because they can actually make some money. And if they can, you know, if they're good enough, they can, you know, make a good little chunk of change and actually escape poverty. Jake Paul is not like that. This is a kid that grew up in a middle class family in Ohio outside of Cleveland, I think. Uh, he's from Ohio. Him and his brother's from Ohio. They started making Vine videos back in like 2010 or 2011, 2012, something like that when Vine was a, you know, Vine was like the first TikTok and they were making Vine videos. Their videos blew up on, uh, their video, little videos blew up on Vine. They ended up becoming big stars on Vine. Twitter buy, buys Vine and then Vine goes away because there was too much kitty porn on there. And so Vine ends up, Twitter shuts Vine down. And so those Vine stars, uh, about 10 of those Vine stars jumped off Vine into YouTube. And nobody uh, of all those Vine kids, none of them had, has had more success than Jake Paul and Logan Paul. 
Logan Paul and Jake Paul, the Paul brothers, they took YouTube by storm. I think Jake Paul was the, I want to say his, his account was the fir- the fastest YouTube channel to a million followers, I believe. Uh, Random No Man says, I don't know if Floyd is much of a boxer anymore, as much as being a cocky SLB, he was a street punk. I, you can't take anything away from Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's he's another Jake Paul. You know, you may not like Floyd Mayweather, but he's under he's undefeated. I mean, he's in my opinion, uh, because he's got a flawless record. I mean, you can't argue with his record. I mean, you can argue with how he got that record. I mean, he's a defensive fighter. He's not a he's not an offensive fighter. But nobody takes less damage in a fight than Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather has fought everybody. Pacquiao, you name it. Canelo, he's fought them all. And he's always won. So he's a cocky SOB. Yeah, he is. But, I mean, he wins. Uh, and that, you know, that's somebody that Jake Paul called out was Floyd Mayweather. And Jake Paul doesn't want Floyd Mayweather, believe me. Even though, you know, Floyd is, I think Floyd's mid-40s now. I think Floyd's 46, 47. He, his, Floyd Mayweather's boxing IQ is, bar none, probably the highest of any box living boxer on the planet. He knows how to fight, get in, stick, get his shots off, and get out with get, taking any damage. Uh, Rainer Nomad says, kind of like Rhineup Church is done. Yes. But, you know, Jake Paul, uh, you know, just for the simple fact is, you know, the kid's already a multi-multi-millionaire. I mean, he's got an $8 million house in Calabasas. He doesn't need boxing. So that's what I'm saying. You know, that's why I really do respect Jake Paul, uh, even though, you know, like I said, he can be a major douchebag. I mean, if you watch any of his little videos and stuff, he's such a little uh, cocky little, you know, I mean, he's a white version of Floyd Mayweather when Floyd was, you know, young. But he's a 23-year-old kid, you know what I mean? So with a lot, a lot of money. He basically, right before the fight, he made a uh, he made all of the, the leftist tabloids and all the leftist rags uh, because Jake Paul said that he thinks COVID is a hoax. So all of the all of the freaking, you know, all the leftist liberal rags were going nuts over that because Jake Paul said he thought that COVID was a hoax, which was funny because there was a reporter that was outside Jake Paul's house uh, during the fight asking people as they were pulling up to Jake Paul's house uh, what they thought, you know, about Jake and, you know, the, what was going to happen in the fight. And then Jake Paul, after the fight is over, ends up back at his house. And he goes in and uh, he goes into the house and there's probably a hundred people in there and none of them are so they're partying. There's social distance. I mean, there's no social distance in there. All party in Jake Paul's house. And Jake Paul has been having these parties in his house in Calabasas, uh, you know, since COVID began. And nobody really has really, you know, there's not been any major COVID, you know, a couple of people, I think at his parties might've came down with COVID, but that was right in the very beginning of his house parties. Looks like we're buffering again. We might have to cut this podcast short today. But, um, another thing I wanted to touch base on was, uh, in Mike Tyson's press conference, his post fight press conference uh it was absolutely uh, so nice because mike said something about you know he goes well because somebody asked him he goes what do you think about these uh, youtube boxers 
uh, that are getting into the game of boxing. Do you take them seriously? That's what one of the reporters from the media asked Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson goes, look, he goes, my ego says one thing, but if I if I keep it real and, and not go with what my ego wants to say, then this is the reality. This is real. He goes, boxing was dying. Nobody wanted to watch boxing. Since the UFC come around, boxing is a dying sport. He goes, nobody was paying attention to boxing until these YouTube boxers started boxing. And now, you know, YouTube, these, these events are getting 25, 30 million views. So it's, it was absolutely, um, I don't, I don't know what the words for it. It just, it was, it, it was very endearing to me to watch Mike Tyson who could say, you know, these stupid YouTube boxers, man, they're not real boxers. They're not real fighters. You know, they're not real boxing. You can't take them seriously. Cause that's what a lot of boxers that are professional boxers. That's what they say. Mike Tyson didn't say that. He goes, we got to thank these guys. He goes, the boxing commission should get together and try to give these guys some kind of belt because they're reviving boxing. Because before these YouTube boxers started boxing, nobody was paying attention to boxing. As a matter of fact, they're the reason, these YouTube boxers are probably the reason that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. decided to put on this exhibition. And this all came about was because of the YouTube boxers, because the YouTube boxers have been boxing now for about a year, year and a half. And I'll be the first one to tell you, when they first started announcing these YouTube boxers, I thought it was a joke. You know, it was kind of a joke. And you, you, you know, when they very first, you know, when, when Jake Paul very first entered the ring, against uh, uh, Deji, which is KSI's younger brother, who's a, a big, he's a black kid over in the UK. Uh, KSI is, he's another super popular YouTuber in the top 10 YouTubers. Uh, Jake Paul, uh, KSI fought Logan Paul, and Logan Paul and KSI fought, and then Jake Paul fought KSI's younger brother, Deji. And, uh, and it was... Uh, trying to reprove your comment there driving home Lamont uh it was it was like this you know this first YouTube card and it was just a big joke I mean I watched it and then you watch the guys I watched the boxing and stuff I watched the highlights I didn't actually watch the stream because I thought it was kind of douchey and I, I didn't pay much attention to it I didn't take it seriously and then I watched the highlights of it and sure enough it was just a bunch of kids in there slugfesting that didn't know how to box Jake Paul didn't know how to box Logan Paul didn't know how to box none of these kids really knew how to box as a matter of fact KSI uh, actually was the better boxer of all of them, and he didn't know how to box either. None of them had technique. None of them knew what they were doing. They were just in there, you know, just a bunch of kids in there, you know, to seeing who could land and who could, you know, basically outpoint each other and win the fight because none of them even had a, had a decent right or left hand to knock somebody out. They were just, you know, two, two street fight, you know, slugfesting with no technique. So, you know, I knew that's what it was going to be. That's changed. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Jake Paul caught the bug and you know and I see I'm like that uh, if I f- get into something and I see that I'm not good at it but I want to get good at it I will work at it just like this freaking podcast when you don't know how to do it I'll try to figure it out and I would be the same way as Jake Paul I mean you get that little taste of and going you know I, I, I'm good at this I just need to tighten up and train and get my technique down so I could be really good at this I, I think I could do this because even though Jake Paul didn't have any technique 
he had some natural ability uh, and you could see it. And and basically, you know, some people probably told him that, like, look, Jake, you know, you've got some decent you were jabbing and you don't even know what you're doing. That's a decent little jab you were throwing there. If you would get in a gym and actually get a real trainer to help hone you and train you, you might actually be, you know, you might actually become a decent boxer. And it built a fire in Jake Paul. And the difference between that first fight with Jake Paul and the fight that we just saw, hands down, two different two different kids. And the sad part about it was uh, poor Nate Robinson. If you don't know who Nate Robinson is, Nate Robinson was like the shortest man. He's like 5'9", I guess, 5'8", or 5'9". And he's he won like the dunk contest in the NBA for like two or three years in a row because uh, he can dunk the basketball. Uh, and he's a very, very athletic black guy. Uh, he's, you know, he played for the, he, let's see, he played for the Seattle Super, he's from Seattle, so he played from Seattle, Washington. He played for Seattle. He played for Chicago. I think he might have played for the Nets, you know. I mean, he spent like, I don't know, eight or nine seasons in the NBA. So he's, he's you know, he's a big NBA, and he's a very, very athletical guy, but he's not very big. Jake Paul's a big kid. Uh, and then the other thing was, is, you know, this was like Jake Paul. Jake Paul's been in there. He's been training for a year. Nate Robinson is just coming off the street. He hadn't had any boxing matches. He hadn't had any tune-up fights before he took this fight with Jake Paul. And I I knew it was going to go this way. I mean, I knew Jake Paul was honing his skills. I mean, I've been watching. I'd seen some of his, uh, I'd seen some of his, um, you know, his training drills on uh, his his Instagram and I'd seen like how clean and how, how his technique had really tightened up over the year. And I knew he was really putting a lot of time in the gym and he's basically been doing two a days for a year. So Nate Robinson, he trained for like six weeks, seven weeks. So there's two different, uh, you know, you know, it's like Sugar Ray, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard said, uh, this all came down to like, um, experience even though Nate Robinson is is quite a bit older than Jake Paul Jake Paul was the experienced fighter and you could see it Nate Robinson didn't know what he was doing Nate Nate Robinson was you know telegraphing shots and leading in with his chin and you know all of the rookie things that 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 people that don't know how to box or has never boxed do uh, because that's what you naturally do when you don't know how to box Uh, and you know the problem is, is you get a guy that maybe has had some luck on the street, street fighting, and they think that's going to carry into a ring and they're going to be able to, you know, they'll be able to do that in a ring because they've had some much street fighting. It doesn't work that way. Very, 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 very seldom does it work that way. Uh, I mean, you put you put somebody in there with somebody with good technique and it can go south for the street fighter really quick. And that's kind of the way it looked like it went for Nate Robinson. Because uh, it looked like Nate Robinson was just a guy that just came in off the street. And then you had Jake Paul, who looked like he's been boxing. Uh, you know, and, and Jake Paul had a hard time with Nate to begin with because Nate was so wild. You know, and then you got Jake Paul, who's actually really, you know, he's really trained. And, you know, he's really boxing. But Nate's so wild that, you know, it's, it's so unorthodox that Jake couldn't actually get his timing and stuff down. But once Jake got his timing down, he put Nate to sleep like that. I mean, it didn't take him three shots after uh, he figured him out. Uh, so the non-existing random, the non-existing supersonics. Yep. Oh, you lost uh, the video, random nomad, but you still got the audio, huh? I wonder if it's still. I wonder if it's still 
It says we're still streaming here. We may end it a little early then. About 50 minutes in. Got about 10 minutes left. Let me know if you get the video back, uh, Random Nomad. I'm going to have to, uh, I need to remember the stream. It says the stream's current bit, I keep getting this message. The stream's current bit rate is 6,300 kilobits per second. So I must have it set at 6,500. So I'm going to uh, take that down to probably about 3,500 for the next stream. See if we can uh, cut out some of this buffering. That's probably a big part of the deal. It's, it's frustrating on my end because uh, I have really good internet, you know what I mean? I just updated a game earlier and the internet was freaking fine. As a matter of fact, we'll do a speed test here. Yeah, the internet is like smoking fast. 30 megabytes per second download or 28, almost 30 megabytes per, per second download. And we're uh, 5 to 10 upload. But that should be more than plenty fast enough. Yeah, it says my uh, latency is 14 milliseconds. Uh, your internet connection is fast. Sometimes it's super fast. I could even like higher than that. I've had 80 megabytes per second download. <coughs> Just seeing that stupid reloading circle. Yeah, it's so freaking, uh, that's so freaking annoying. I get it. Random Nomad. It's the only thing, bad thing about these live streams. You know, if I do a video and, you know, just, you know, and put and upload a regular video. That's another thing I don't know. I think everybody saw my ranch video. I did finally get that thing up. I meant to mention it the last podcast, but I forgot about it. If you didn't get a chance to see it, you might check it out. I know you saw it, Random Nomad. I think Lamont saw it, so probably everybody's seen it. Uh, but I did finally get it up. That did fun. That didn't sound. That didn't sound very well. I finally got that video loaded to YouTube. That sounds a lot better. Uh, but yeah, uh, I actually, when I put that thing together, I shot so much stuff. I thought, and then when I got ready to edit that video, uh, there was some stuff missing that I I just missed that I needed to. So it was it was a little. Uh, it didn't work as as smooth as I thought it was going to. I thought I overshot content, and it turned out I didn't shoot enough. Driving home says I'm gonna to have to look up some some of his fights. Oh, you watched the Random Nomad? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I want to see. Uh, I'd love to see. Like I said, I'd love to see uh, Jake Paul and Conor McGregor. If I could pick one, if I could just pick a fight, if I could be the promoter and put it together, it'd be Conor McGregor and Jake Paul. I think that would be a mega fight. And I don't know. I really don't know if Jake Paul's ready for that stage yet. I think he probably needs a couple of more, you know, a couple of more fights, a couple more tune-up fights. Uh, yeah, you did, Random Nomad. That's right. You did leave your comments on it. I appreciate that. I don't know if you guys know this, but anytime you like, hit the like button and comment and stuff like that, it helps It helps the, the video and the algorithm. So when I see your comments and stuff, I try to always comment back because it, it really does. It, I, it makes me happy and... You know, it shows the, the work that I did that somebody at least, you know, somebody saw it and watched it. 
the other thing that uh, I wanted to, I always forget to mention this, but so I've told you guys that I always get like that yellow uh, demonetization. If my monetization dollar sign goes from green to yellow anytime I end the, the vodcast and then I have to put in for a review. So if you don't know this, as soon as the podcast ends, it's never up on my channel. It takes like 24 to 48 hours for YouTube to actually go in and have somebody watch the watch my video and approve it so it can go up. And then I'll get a little message saying, uh, congratulations, we've reviewed your video and it's actually appropriate for all YouTube advertisers. So it's now live on your channel, but it takes them forever to do it. Yeah, the Honda face mask. You know, I lost that freaking face mask, Randall Nomad. It's so funny you mentioned that. Uh, when I moved into my office here, I went to my mailbox, and that, that face mask was in my mailbox. So it was sent here to the people that moved out. And I tried to get a hold of the people that moved out of here, and I told them, like, hey, you know, somebody mailed you, like, a Honda face mask. And they're like, don't worry about it. Just keep it. I was like, okay, cool. And because uh, I just have these little paper ones. So where I used to work, uh, we ended up, you know, like everybody, the little paper, you know, doctor's mask. And the problem with these things is, is the little ear hoop always breaks. So that Honda face mask, I could stick it in my pocket and never even know that I had it. And uh, just, you know, pull it out anytime I went in the store. But I lost it. Like right after, right after you said something about it, I freaking lost it so annoying i don't know where it's at i'll find it sooner or later but i don't know or unless i dropped it out of my pocket or something i have no idea where it went uh i use random nomad says i use bandanas i've got several bandanas uh the funny thing was when i was flying when i flew to texas that was one of the airlines major major complaints or major things is there was no bandanas allowed so there was all these people with bandanas and they had to they you couldn't use a bandana no bandanas allowed so the airline would provide you with a mask, but if you had a bandana, that didn't work on the plane. I have a bunch of bandanas. I've just never used a bandana. All right, we are 56 minutes, so we got about four minutes left. I want to thank you guys. Actually, it's 7.58. I started a few minutes late, a couple of minutes late, so we'll go a few minutes over. Uh, Random Nomad says, I can't wear those paper ones with the ear hoops. They kill my ears. Yeah, I don't like them that well either. I've got a real, let's see if I can find it in here. I've actually got a real medical, uh, maybe I took it out of here. It, it's one that goes around the back of your head. It's got two, I thought I had it in here, but I must have took it out. Yeah, I don't see it. It's got the it's got the hoops that go around the back of your head and your neck, but it's a pain in the butt to get on and a pain in the butt to get off. It's so much easier just to stick the little hoops around the back of your ears. But if they hurt your ears, then uh, a bandana is definitely the way to go. How's your truck coming along? Uh, 
Lamont. I haven't been able to, I need to check out your, uh, your channel. See where you're at with your step van. No picture I'll have to see on the rebroadcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget. You don't have a picture of Random Nomad. And I guess uh, we'll finish this up with uh, the the freaking election. It's funny. Uh, you never got the video back, uh, Random Nomad. I hate to hear that. Uh, so... We still don't have the, how long are we, what are we, three, four weeks uh, out from the election now? And we still don't have a, still don't have a full, you know, the full results. Uh, we can pretty much get, you know, pretty much see that it's going to go the Biden way, it looks like. The funny thing is, is John Bolton, who I, I literally can't stand that neocon. He was on Twitter the other day, uh, literally on Twitter with, I mean, it's already, that's why he hated Trump because he's a warmonger. He wants to bomb every freaking country over in the Middle East. Uh, you know, and that's why he hated Trump, uh, because he's a neocon warmonger and, you know, Trump is a, you know, a non-interventionist. He doesn't want to go to war with Syria or any of these other countries. And, uh, John Bolton the other day was already on Twitter and, and, and Biden's not even in office yet. He's already on Twitter calling for war or with a, you know, calling on attacking Iran or bombing Iran already. So it, it's, it's just, uh, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for these freaking, uh, these globalists to get us back into another proxy war in the Middle East. I don't think it's going to take them long. I mean, that's, uh, you know, when you got John Bolton pushing for war already with Iran and, you know, Hillary Clinton was talking about war with Iran, uh, you know, when she thought she was going to get in in 2016 and thank God Trump won. And, you know, he's, Trump's the first president in my lifetime that we haven't had any, you know, any new wars. As a matter of fact, he's been bringing troops home from everywhere. You know, the Syrian conflict pretty much ended. Um, but now that we have another, you know, status quo nwo president it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see you know how long we go without getting into some other kind of conflict in the middle east <laughs> anyway guys we just hit an hour i'm struggling to get through this podcast because of the uh uh keeps telling me i keep getting an error message youtube is not receiving enough video to main maintain a smooth stream so that's an hour it's going to do it for today uh, if everything goes right though we will see you back uh driving home goes i keep a paper one around to give to the family or friend that may need one yeah for sure lamont uh, i don't think the mask do anything i mean i got covid when i was wearing a mask uh, random number says that I have heard that Trump is ready to step aside yeah you know the the truth the truth of the matter is is uh, driving home says I'm working on spray foam insulation, getting that puppy insulated so you can stay warm this winter. The thing about it is, is, you know, I was pretty upset like everybody else when, you know, the whole, I, cause I feel like the Democrats, they stole this thing with all the mail-in ballots. Uh, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty much a given. Uh, so I feel like the election was stolen, but you know, at this point, uh, I think things are going to get pretty bad, especially with, uh, you know, keeping everything locked down. I see the economy, I see things getting way, way worse in 2021 before it gets better. And the the Dems won't have Trump. Trump won't be in there for them to blame. And then if they get us into another war, 
I mean, that'll be all, uh, that'll be all on them. And the thing about it is, though, is we need to hold them accountable. I mean, we need to just flame them, burn them down. I seen a thing the other day uh, from some leftist rag already saying that a lot of the Biden voters are being very quiet because a lot of them already have uh, remorse because the uh, the Republicans and the conservatives are already throwing all of the uh, the child uh, the uh, and I do it too I do it continuously. You know, I call uh, Joe Biden pedo Joe. That's my nickname for him. You know, for four years, they've been calling us racist. Well, they're pedophiles. They've been, uh, you know, they if they're not a pedophile themselves, they're a, pedo, a pedo apologist or sympathizer because there's lots of video out there, not just one or two. There's lots of video out there with Joe Biden being very, very creepy around children. And that's a fact. You can't even argue with it because it's out there. Rake them over the coals. That's what I call them. I call them pedos. They're all pedos to me. You know, like we're all Nazis and we're all racist. That's okay, because they're pedos. They're pedophiles. All of them. You voted for Biden, you're a pedophile. You must like children or like, you know, like having sex with children. So don't let them up. Don't let them, don't, you know, go at them. They've been giving us hell for four years. It's our turn now. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, even though we're having, I don't know what the deal is with the the uh, technical difficulties, but hopefully I'll get it. I'll work on it, see if I can get it straightened out by uh, Wednesday. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the American Nomad Podcast. Hopefully we will see some of you back here on Wednesday, 7, Pacific, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 Central. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is.